0: I'm Jordan Ferguson,
1: and I'm Kate McKinnon,
0: and you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another amazing, fabulous, and exceptional episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends and fellow geeks sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: Exceptional. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: <laughs> it's better than aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> aesthetic. Aesthetic. Um, and yeah, we, we're we the people who do this podcast. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, if you would like to listen to all of our past episodes and get to know the people who do this podcast, it's Really just us and Kaim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and mostly just us. Every so often, Kaim. Oh, man. That should be his name. Every so often, Kaim. Every so often, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Um, you can do so on SoundCloud.com. That's where our episodes live. Yes. They breed, sort of.
0: <laughs> Once a week. Once a week. Slowly.
1: Kind of like cells. Yeah.
0: Podcast mitosis. Yeah. Every Tuesday, <laughs> they divide <laughs> and duplicate
1: um so you can find all our episodes there you can go all the way back to the beginning when we were at the toronto public library and there were birds and angry ladies it was a great time tubes tubes um and while you're there if you like what you hear and you're like hey you know what i'd i'd totally love to to know when the mitosis happens um you can hit subscribe and you'll get a notification and it'll be like bing mitosis and if you're like you know what i don't want to have to like go there when i know i just want to like have it up here
0: it is 2018 yeah. we should have the technology to just have things brought to you automatically well we do yeah we do the future is here friends
1: the future and magic local <laughs> elf
0: united 613 <laughs> Your union rep, Chauncey Frostilicus the uh, Third, is ready to fight for your dental plan and bring you fresh episodes of the Geek Down. Every week. well,
1: I mean the the six one three. That's that's you got your tooth fairies. You, you've got your delivery
0: internet elves. <laughs> the assembly of tooth fairies, internet elves, toy assemblers. Yeah, like, listen. There's not many of them, so they had to.
1: They had to band together.
0: It took a lot of them to form a proper union to crush the crush the heel of. Santa and teeth.
1: And the, the dental union? <laughs> the what dent- is it, what's it called? The dental association?
0: I hate this bit.
1: <laughs> like, never again. God damn it.
0: Sometimes I listen to shit and it's just like, that's just for us. That's just making us laugh. Like
1: I suppose. But but you know what? It's nice to, to look behind the curtain. <laughs> Which is why we let people know that it is true. In fact, Chauncey, that yes. when you, you press, you go to Apple Podcast and you press subscribe at Apple Podcasts, that is not Apple Podcast doing it.
0: No. It's, Good Lord, no. Do it, you think people think Apple Podcasts it, is the one delivering the episodes? Yes. Well, you need to wise up, suckers.
1: This is why we talk about the 613. <laughs> you think it's your parents leaving coins for your teeth? Mm-mm. Ridiculous.
0: Nonsense.
1: You think your parents love you that much? Pfft. <laughs>
0: Obviously not. Just here for the tax deduction, right? And Apple is just here for your data. It's all they care about. You know who does care about you, Chauncey?
1: He d- he does. He
0: wants you to be happy. He wants you to smile. He wants you to have some good hangs with your new BFFs every week.
1: Yeah. So he delightfully and elvishly brings you episodes.
0: <laughs> How's elvishly an adverb?
1: Because I've made it so.
0: Okay. Live your best elfin life, <laughs> friends. Try to <laughs> live more elvishly. When you figure out what it is, let me know. There's a few ways you can do that. Mm, oh! Sl- oh. <laughs> slid into that fucking Segway. Didn't even know it was coming. I was like, what? where am I now? What? In the next segment. Oh! If you want to give me props for my Segway game as well, you can do that on any of our socials. Twitter, uh, at GeekdownPod. Instagram, take a photo of you just having your mind blown by my sweet Segway game. <laughs> Beep, also at Geek Down pod. you can write me a lengthy email detailing where you were when you heard my sweet segue game, what was happening in your life, and how it affected you. <laughs> Do that by emailing geekdownpod at com, or you can swing by the Facebook group, which is at
1: www.facebook.com dot
0: dot forward slash
1: geekdownpod um, <laughs> Geek
0: Geek and you let us know all those ways and if you have decided that you love us so much that you are just floored with the quality of the content that we've given you every week and you're like you know what that's worth a dollar a month at least i'd say so but i mean i'm biased but i mean i'd say so
1: yeah we've heard so
0: we've heard so we know so. Because people do it. They go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod and they find out how they can support this show financially. And I know you're wondering. Listen, friends, I went out. I went out to get it, friends. He did. I was going to get the mixer.
1: He went through the snow, blizzard. Let condition. me tell you
0: about the forecast here in Toronto, Canada Ahem. last Wednesday. Let's hear this. Bitch ass snow everywhere that was the actual forecast
1: was it the actual yep. forecast
0: <laughs> the weatherman got up front and he's like there's some bitch ass snow out there okay i went for breakfast driving was a nightmare right to the breakfast place went to went to boom boom breakfast go there's a chain there's a handful of them it's fine they got a little they got a little throwback vibe
1: don't know what that is but that's and okay some
0: big ass sausages good ass sausages sidebar relevant yeah. to you uh, did we know someone saved the uh, the terminal what? The Terminal Diner. Seriously? Yep, someone saved it. Did someone... Not, did not actually close.
1: <gasps> oh, so just so everyone knows, the Terminal Diner is like the dive of Toronto.
0: One of, the, one of the first places Caitlin and I ever went to when we were just friends going on all the breakfast outings. Uh, Caitlin dragged me there once because it was close to her house and I'm like, where am I <laughs> right now?
1: Uh, Good times. Okay. Continue. So you went for breakfast?
0: And then... I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I want to get this mixer today before I go home. Take the subway down, downtown. Yeah. And also, it's kind of on the way. I kind of want to swing by Sonic Boom. Right. Um, First of all, waiting for the streetcar from Spadina Station. Nightmarish. Haven't had to do that in a while. Oh, yeah. And then I get down. I go to Sonic Boom, uh, where to my delight, because I was hoping if anybody in this city was going to have it, what's that? Tokyo Nights, female J-pop boogie funk, 1981 to 1988. Wow! Courtesy of cu- Cultures of Soul Records. Speaking about things that are made just for like one person. Yep. Who else wants this but me?
1: <laughs> I think there's like one other DJ. <laughs> it's
0: like one. The people who made it and me. Those are the only people who want uh, this compilation. However, what's that? Two Hitomi Toyama songs. What? One from Next Door and one from Sexy Robot. Yeah, that's right. She put out a, an album called Sexy Robot, that's and amazing. it's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> so I go there and I cop that, and then I want to go to Steve's, and they don't have the fucking mixer. Because the website is not indicative of what they're going to have in the store. The website shows in stock. The store didn't have it.
1: Though, you should know that.
0: I should know that because it's a very... Speaking of bitch ass, it's a very bitch ass <laughs> major Canadian retailer move that yeah. tends to happen where customers come in and it's like, it says you have it in stock. And I'm like, hmm, that's the website has it in stock.
1: Well, also though, I used to tell people, like, they were like, I was like, when did you check? And they're like, at like nine o'clock this morning. And I'm like, it literally could be in someone's hands, <laughs> like literally, or it's lost or stolen or misfiled. Like, um,
0: I had the model number. I was like, I want this one. He's like, all right, it's over here. I'm like, how much is that? He's like, 200 bucks. I'm like, that's incorrect.
1: <laughs> You're like, not this one.
0: I have looked and it is 154 which comes to 175 which is like $30 more than what we had in the Patreon, but it's cool. And he looks it up and he's like, oh yeah there's one that's with effects and without effects. Because I don't know, the $200 one like has reverb functionality built into it. But I, we don't know. Do i need reverb for if i want to reverb that bad i can put it in garage no thank you i will save my 50 dollars. yeah but they don't have that one so i'm going to transfer it in from another store and it's going to take a couple weeks did not get it the point is i leave steve's music and decide since again because i'm in the neighborhood it's is all in the you know queen street area of toronto downtown queen spadina not too far from there the home of and cosmos records <laughs> Take a walk down there. He said was not working. gave he said day off, he's Hesa.
1: not allowed to get, have, a day off?
0: have a day off. Anyway, what? the point is the walk down to a, from the streetcar stop to Sonic boom. Yeah. From Sonic boom to Steve's music. Yeah. And from Steve's music to Cosmos records, my back was on fucking fire. And then I go to Cosmos and I see this amazing record with a woman holding bananas on it, which I went back and bought yesterday. Um, amazing bananas. <laughs> the record a- is bananas. And I go and I don't buy it that day. I just have a, have a look. at I mean, he's just not there. I'm going to chat to this dude with a toque. He was banging like brand newbian in the store, which was nice. But and I go and I just it's, it's like one thirty. Yeah. is like we are rapidly approaching like Jordan between shifts, midnight shifts, like bedtime. Right. You know, we're in the white level here. Like, you're
1: you're you're almost at toddler tired.
0: Well, yes, the Jimmy legs are happening. We are getting mad fussy. Like nobody <laughs> understands Jimmy legs. But I don't know where the term came from. We used to say it back in the day. It's like when you get tired and you start like kicking. Yeah, So you get Jimmy legs. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I once was so tired when I was on the subway that my legs kind of you know when they. Your knee, your legs kind of come out from under you, yeah. and I smacked my head on the doors of the subway. Oh, honey! And everyone saw, <laughs> and it woke me up, and <laughs> yeah, I had a headache. It. <laughs>
0: um, and I go to the streetcar stop, my queen of bathurst, and I'm waiting for the streetcar. And granted, now you know I've haven't charged my phone since going to work, going to breakfast. Yep. you know. and it's you know below, you know, 15 degrees. Yep. So I got maybe about 45 seconds to try and check on the transit app. When this thing's coming before the phone goes. Nah, yep
1: Because
0: it's cold. It says streetcar is two minutes away. Okay. It's not that bad. And the phone went. Like cool. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Now more people are coming. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Like That's clearly been more than two minutes. Yep. And then a giant snowplow starts coming up the road. Like with the full blade across like a lane of traffic. Yeah. On Queen Street. At 1.30 in the afternoon.
1: That doesn't seem S- like it was a good plan. Scooching
0: along at like two miles an hour. And what's behind it? Three streetcars. Oh. I'm like, so not only do I get to like wait this long for my streetcar, I now get to move two miles an hour home. I mention all of this to revisit the topic. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. Would you still rather have slightly warm and a fuck ton of snow <laughs>
1: yeah. or
0: freezing and no snow?
1: Oh, it'd be. it's still slightly... It's still warm and snow.
0: You're high. Folks, I'm putting this to Twitter. <laughs> I already knew. I'm putting up a poll. By the time you hear this episode, go on twitter.com slash geekdownpod. Take the poll. I would rather be cold ass and just be able to walk and have my streetcar show up and not have to be behind. I had the same thing yesterday because there was a fuck ton of snow dumped on Toronto yesterday. Yeah. I'm driving along
1: but, with my, the my thing. friend
0: Leah the Brazilian.
1: You can't walk when it's freezing. Yes, you can. When it's that cold... When it gets real cold. It is painful to walk. You have a thigh chafe as much as I do. Basically, at some point, your thighs turn to icicles and you might as well have just, like, left them behind. Because they got frostbite or something... I don't know what you're talking about. I was.
0: Slipping, sliding. My fucking pant cuffs are like soaked. F- I've been stepping and stabbing my foot on salt grains in this apartment <laughs> all week that got tracked in.
1: <laughs> on Friday night, I was so happy. There was ridiculous amounts of snow and it was so warm and I was shoveling the snow and I could have done it all day because I was warm and toasty in my pajamas under my pants kind of toasty and it was all good. If it had been freezing, I would have been sad and miserable and my tears would have frozen if to my face. If it been freezing,
0: you wouldn't have been outside shoveling snow cuz there wouldn't have been any.
1: No. That's not, not how it works.
0: Get at us on Twitter. We got to squash this. <laughs> I already know I'm going to lose cuz I put this to people all the time and they're like, "No, no, warmer with warmer with with snow." I'm like, yeah. "Do you people forget what snow <laughs> is and what it does?"
1: <laughs> no, snow is delightful freezing cold weather is horrible mm. you were nuts go move to alberta <laughs> got that in alberta I'm
0: telling you I'm telling you i just want to walk on my bus to be on time i don't want mm.
1: <laughs> you feel this so much in your heart
0: i do and i just want to say i'm realizing my my 2018 aesthetic is black grandma who can't believe you wore that to church like
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Mm, just mm. all the time just mm. Um yeah, so that was my week. How was your week? Did you do anything fun?
1: Um no, I got very sick and in pain again at the beginning of the week. Um The use. Well, this is like basically i've told, told people i'm a ticking time bomb and they keep on being like people who kind of know me or like work with me think i keep on getting like the flu or like a cold and they're like oh you got sick again oh are you feeling okay and i'm like have like a heat pack strapped to me and i've got like pills all over my desk and i'm like yeah i'm fine um
0: motherfucker this is chronic <laughs>
1: yeah, but i don't want to be like yeah, like, I don't want to have a pity party. I got too much, sh- like, shit to do. Like, I can't have, I don't have time for a pity party. But at the same time, I want to be like, I'm not not coming to work because I got a cold. Like, I can deal with a cold. I am a career woman in her early 30s. <laughs> I know how to handle a cold. Um, but it feels like, you know, I've been in the trenches of World War One. And that I can't deal with. So I'm going to lay in bed completely prone and try and answer my emails. So that was sort of the beginning of my week. However, Hmm. now I know I should probably say this for updates. Oh, okay. But something happened to me while I was all laid up in bed and couldn't move. So I think briefly at one point we talked about uh, Dirk Gently.
0: Oh, yes. You kicked in the door of my... uh you kicked well, the door of my, of my messenger this week.
1: That was this, yes, but before uh, again,
0: not even knowing if you are for it or against <laughs> it, you just yell the title of the thing.
1: <laughs> it's like Dirk Gently
0: and a gif. and I'm like, I don't. Is this good? Like, I don't even know if she's happy or not. Um.
1: So I. So Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um. They are. They were. They are. Um. They were supposed to be a series of books written by Douglas Adams, but. He only wrote two of them. One of them, I will always just—it's the—it's the, it's the uh, midnight tea time of the soul, or something like it's that. Like, yeah, the dark, the dark, the tea dark. Time yeah, the so. dark tea time of the soul. Um, and I can't remember. What the, I don't know if the other one's self-titled or not. It is. Yeah, uh, basically, he is this weird holistic detective that's sort of just like in the right place at the right time for clues. He's a weird character. And I know that they made a British version of the show uh, a while ago. And then they had uh, – BBC America had made a Dirk Gently and it had appeared on Netflix quite a while ago. And I watched like the first 10, 15 minutes of it and did not like it. Mm. And I was like, no, this is not – no, I'm not feeling this. This is not my Dirk Gently. Um, hashtag not my Dirk Gently. Um, and I was like, no. But then it came up on Netflix again like just as I was scrolling through one of those like continue watching, right? Yes. And I was like, uh, let's see. I'll just move past that part. I've seen all two all two seasons. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I am also devastated that it has been canceled.
0: Oh it got canceled.
1: It got canceled. Um <laughs>
0: one of those rare Netflix cancellations.
1: Well, it was actually canceled from BBC, oh, Ameri- BBC America. It first, right. So, everyone's hoping that Netflix will save this thing. Look, they've got money to burn, okay? This show is amazing not amazing for you you would hate it amazing for me they need to save this show it is so good elijah wood is fantastic i can't remember the actress the main actress in it but she's fantastic the weird british guy is weird and british it's great um and yeah it's just so good and i love every second of it and i'm really sad that they were only two seasons so that's kind of what was transformative in my week
0: that's an addendum to that conversation. I don't know how I brought it. I don't know how I mentioned it, but mentioned the fact that you know the I don't know if he's the showrunner or the primary writer uh screenwriter, vlogger commentator uh Max Landis
1: you didn't add dirtbag.
0: and now dirtbag, <clears throat> Max Landis is one of the driving forces behind this show, and Kate and I had to have a chat about the ongoing chat that we all have all the time about can we still like this thing if a fucking scuzz bucket had something to do with it?
1: Because you know what? You can't get away from it. There is um, nothing that you can like that, that's safe. There's nothing safe.
0: To that end, about to break your heart, Kayla McKinnon. No. Recently, it has uh, come to light, not that it was ever really hid, that um, a certain anime director <laughs> tweets a lot about the legitimacy of the Holocaust vaguely anti-semitic stuff Uh, and uh yeah that's director kazuyoshi yaganuma who directed recovery of an mmo junkie no i'm really sorry why why does this keep on happening i'm really sorry oh god she's actually crying
1: i'm not actually crying i'm just really sad
0: uh yaganuma has been tweeting retweeting and liking anti-semitism content on i guess that would be anti-semitic content hire me to edit anime news network sidebar anti-semitic content on twitter since soon after he joined the social media service in 2011 he recently began to engage with users posting in english after his activity related to anti-semitic posts caused a stir online he posts sometimes reference His posts sometimes reference religions such as Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and include content openly sympathetic to Nazis. In a tweet from 2012, Yaganuma asked why Hitler and the Nazis, quote, had to carry out the genocide of Jews, questioned whether they did, and asked readers if they've ever investigated the veracity of Anne Frank's diary.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Now, he's a freelancer. I mean, he was just brought in to do this. He didn't work for the studio that – did it? He has no link to the original light novel series that the show is based on. I think you can still, the privileged speaking, obviously, but I think you can still like this show.
1: It's but it's again. He's
0: not. I don't know. I don't think he's getting any cuts from, you know, any boycott of this show. Like if it comes out on DVD or if it comes out on home video release, I don't think. Any boycott of that property is going to affect his bottom line one way or the other.
1: I know. But you hurt
0: the, you know, like novel author. And again, it's that wonderful thing where a woman makes something awesome and then a dude fucks it up for everybody.
1: Right? Right.
0: Yep. (sighs) That's the one bit of fuckery this week. Do you want to talk about the other bit of fuckery floating around? I guess. Thanks, Kayam. Thanks for keeping us up to date on all the fuckery in the world. And I mean, I don't like to... I was thinking about this, like, why bring this up? Why even give this any airtime sort of thing? People right. would much rather hear us talk about what we're watching. and But I I always go back to the homie Mr. Malash. Yes. He says, Mr. Malash just doesn't hear about this stuff unless he hears it from us, really.
1: Because um, he's got kids and a life.
0: And then... What? What? Whatever. Um, and this one kind of will affect him. Somewhat directly because I was shocked by it by one of the parties involved in it. Yeah, it's someone I always kind of liked, and then I went, "Word, word, really." So hey, Kate.
1: Hey, Jordan. Remember
0: GamerGate? Remember yeah. how fun that was?
1: Super. Remember fun. how awesome
0: it was? Remember what so a awesome. great time we had at GamerGate?
1: Great time.
0: Want to do it again with something we like more than video games?
1: No. Yes.
0: From the dipshits who brought you GamerGate. It's time for comics, gate.
1: Uh, that doesn't even sound good.
0: The thing is, and this is the, um, the article. Sh- shouts, shouts, but no shouts to Caim for, <laughs> for passing this story along to Kate and myself.
1: Uh you mean uh shouts to sometimes Kaim?
0: Shouts, shouts to occasional Caim.
1: Occasional Kayam.
0: For, <laughs> for passing this story along. Um and the article, which was on inverse.com by Eric Francisco, give all credit where due, um, was, you know. Thorough enough to point out that, you know, as stupid as Gamergate was, at least they had an idea of something they wanted to accomplish.
1: It was like, it was, it wasn't really an idea of what they wanted to accomplish. It was their, like, candy coating.
0: (laughs) Yes, they had like a spit-polished version that sounded a lot better than...
1: Than what they really were.
0: Hashtag ethics and journalism. Yeah. Real hashtag, get the women out. Yeah. Um, Stop complaining women and others. Uh, who are not us. Um, stop complaining, women and and others is literally all ComicsGate has got. They've yeah. got there's no there's no candy coating, there's no polish. It's just like get the brown and the women out. Yeah. That's it. So we have talked about the various things that have gone into this as a podcast that's been yes. around since 2016. Um, we have talked about how the make mine milkshake thing that happened where a bunch of Marvel ladies went out for milkshakes kind of in salute of another Marvel employee, longtime lady Marvel employee who had passed away. And this apparently just grossly offended the dregs of everybody, nerd culture, women doing stuff together, having fun,
1: enjoying a milkshake who happened to work in comics.
0: You know what? That's everything that's wrong with comics. Caitlin,
1: everything, everything.
0: And the dregs, Started voicing that and harassing, uh, I believe her name was, yes, Heather Antos, who was the one who posted the photo. Yep. And because the world is not total garbage, other comics publishers, DC, Image, Oni Press, you know, a lot of the indie publishers and other creators went out there and went like, fuck y'all. Let's all have milkshakes. Let's and posted their own photos of them enjoying milkshakes. So that's one. You know, these fucking fake geek girls out there. Dragging it down for all of us. Serenity now, sweetie I yeah, know.
1: I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm so trying. There was an article in Mary Sue about Gina Torres and how she gives serenity, and I'm just thinking of Gina Torres right now.
0: And <laughs> I had not seen that piece. Um so that was like element one. Element two we talked about as well was that horrible retailer summit that happened at one oh, of the conventions. So terrible where where the dude got up there and was like get the <laughs> not my not my phrasing get the like blacks and homos out of and the women you
1: know thors a thors
0: a damn woman
1: and sorry uh, can i interject Get in. okay so here's the thing and i was reading a, a couple articles about this cuz i was curious so it doesn't help when the the publisher that needs to be doing the most standing up to these people represents something incorrect not incorrect um there's a little bit like of subterfuge going on so a lot of what people say is well the comics with that that feature women and persons of color don't do as well but yeah they don't do as well in single physical issues. Yes. They're not counting online sales. They're not counting trades.
0: For people who are unfamiliar with the bullshit distribution model of comics. Ugh. Uh single issues, comics are put out in like 22-page installments, yep. single issues, mm-hmm. those primarily go to comic shops. Yes. The direct market yes. and yes. then after that, after, you know, like 4 months after you get like a full story arc, out or whenever they take all those they reprint them in a book form those go out to comic shops and your barnes and nobles your indigos your other comic stores type of things so what caitlin's saying is that sales of the those single issues are down because sales in comic shops are down across the board
1: and another piece of that is the individuals who are buying single issues tend to be those who are collectors yes who tend to be White males. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> In between a certain age group. Hmm. So, for them, and and
0: I thought this oh, was. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. No
1: no, 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 no. I was just gonna say. And for them, having comics that are like new with new characters um, is not as appealing. Even if they're not, even if they're not being awful about it, and like I don't want to read a comic with a lady. For those who are actually collectors and have a collector's mind, they want a full run of this X Men thing because it'll be worth more later.
0: And as a collector, I can not like I can I can almost if that's your reasoning, I can almost see that if you've invested decades of your life mm-hmm. into collecting, let's let's take it with two men. Let's remove the ladies and and you know people of color out of that equation. Okay. When they made Dick Grayson Batman for a couple years. Right. I could certainly see myself being less interested. Right. Because Bruce Wayne is my Batman. Yeah. And not being as interested. You know, I've read a bunch of things. Grant Morrison did some cool work about, you know, using Dick and Damien to flip the dynamic of Batman and Robin where he had a super serious Robin and a more, you know, Dick was raised by the circus. So he was a more, you know. Yeah. Enjoyable. Batman he wasn't so dire in fact that's how you know nice character point was like 2 Face figures out that it's not the same Batman because he's like he's smiling yeah Batman never smiles never um so I can almost give you that if anybody actually thought that's actually the entirety of the reason for being put off by this what I thought you were going to say was like the publisher that needs to stand up the most it doesn't help when Marvel inadvertently gave these idiots
1: that's that's what I'm saying they've given them fuel they've they didn't say because
0: they had that meeting where they basically said on the record yeah clumsily and then tried to double back but all they had to say was like we're seeing that you know diversity doesn't sell
1: yes exactly which again they're looking at they're saying diversity doesn't sell in single issues we'll look at all the reasons for that then look at your online sales and your trades and it's a completely different story yeah um and What's frustrating is, of course, also the other side of it, which is Marvel canceling a whole bunch of titles Yeah. Um, that have more diversity than what we've seen in a long time. And also what's really frustrating for me is um, a publisher like Marvel not giving things time, right? They want everything to be a hit right away maybe give it a little bit of time we always talk about we have a three episode rule on television shows Mm. because we know it takes a little bit of time for a show to get its feet give a comic book a chance like maybe just a little bit or have it there as something that's important for to gain new a new audience as opposed to being like You know what? I bet they're hoping that um, white males find a way to do the mitosis thing, like the podcast, like just because that's the way they're going to get their numbers up. Because as it is now, they're not going to get any new readership.
0: TikTok, homeboy. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Anyways, that was a meandering way to say they're not helping the situation.
0: Yes. And it needs to be brought up because that's basically... If you try, if you were to try to engage with any of these idiots online, and it's not a thing I recommend, no. do not hashtag self care twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, just that's the thing they're going to throw you. That's that. That's what they think their H bomb is. Like they're like argument enders. Like ooh, Marvel Marvel agrees with us, and that's so. That's element one. All that nonsense. Element two is, you know, the, the bizarro world Anita Sarkeesian of, of dipshittery. <laughs> A guy named Richard C. Meyer who started the Diversity and Comics which, YouTube channel, which
1: which we've talked about before,
0: has come up before, and may surprise you. Not a, n- n- the title is not an endorsement. No. Um, number one, I I've obviously I've never watched a single frame of this person's work. Yep. Uh, this article informs me that Meyer makes videos that run from twelve to forty minutes in length. Bra.
1: Forty minutes. <laughs>
0: You're not writing, you know, a postmodern novel here. Like, hatred <laughs> does not take that long. You can get your hate across in like three minutes tops. You don't need to hit me with 40 minutes. Yeah, it's true. Nobody does.
1: Nope.
0: No 40 minute YouTube videos. Anyway, unless it's episode 100 of this podcast. <laughs> um, they usually feature Myers thumbing through random issues, poking fun at every page. His jokes are also gener- generally offensive in a review of Mariko Tamaki's She Hulk. By the way, I didn't know Mariko Tamaki was writing She Hulk.
1: I also did not know this. I totally
0: want to check that out. Anyway, <laughs> pin for later. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know this was out there so we can go out and buy it. Yeah. Um, he describes one character as a quote, bored, sullen. Why bitch talking to an elderly woman, quote, her future lesbian self update in a tweet. Meyer said he was actually saying Wib why W H I B I S H. It's what why means. That remains a mystery. Um, <laughs> So that's so Myers out there doing his thing. I remember seeing this when there was a flare up when Bleeding Cool put him on their like list of notable figures. Right. Which is why are you there's yeah. notorious and notable and Mark Wade hopped in there and you know became my hero again when he was like fuck that dude <laughs> I'm like you know what shouts to you Mark Wade.
1: Indeed. You
0: wrote, kingdom, you wrote kingdom come and you you know think call this guy out for being an asshole. The heartbreaker here yeah. is, is another figure who has emerged. A creator. (sighs) Yeah. Ethan Van Shiver. Yes. Artist for DC. He's been handed lots of books by DC over the year. Really good artist. Mm -hmm. Always loved his work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's kind of a Nazi or thinks making jokes about Nazism is funny.
1: Yeah. It's weird.
0: He put out a sketchbook called My Struggle.
1: Yeah. Which... So So, those of you who don't, sorry, I
0: take for granted that people would know that. Yes, my struggle in German is Mein Kampf, yeah,
1: which is the title of Hitler's book that he wrote in jail.
0: Yep, Um, he's put out logos of his like signature that look like Nazi propaganda,
1: very similar to a swastika.
0: Um, same color
1: palette. Van
0: Uber Uberalles. Yeah, Um, he's drawn. You know. Pictures of soldiers with Pepe the Frog on their faces. Random comments that somebody screenshotted from Facebook uh, about cleaning up queer globalist messes. Yep. So now these dipshits, obviously, as you know, the horrible leftists out there are like, "Bro, why are you being a dick?" The alt right is hopping in there to defend him because now they have someone to defend, and it's like he can do what he wants. He's everything that's right with comics. He's super talented. And just why,
1: why, why,
0: why,
1: why? Why? You know what? I've been thinking about a lot, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's you saying I can't make you care about other people.
0: (laughs) It's not my quote, but it's a big revelation for me in
1: 2017. Yeah. And I'm looking at articles and of crazy stuff. There was some crazy thing about... A youtube channel they they were having a discussion about if child pornography is really that bad
0: huh
1: um and
0: spoiler yes
1: and just like he kept on he was the the guy who was he was playing i'm putting this in air quotes dev, uh he's being devil's advocate um
0: <laughs> pa- sorry pause yeah. can i just say the best laugh i've ever gotten out of amelia cook on twitter yeah. was when some guy was playing devil's advocate with her about something. Yeah. And people were making fun about him. Yeah, that's what everybody needs. Everybody's just asking for somebody to come and play devil's advocate. And I'm like, and not once did I see him argue against the canonization of a saint.
1: Right. Thank you. That if you don't know what that is You're
0: misusing the term.
1: A devil's advocate was basically you in the world of churches. The Catholic (laughs) thing. (laughs) Catholic thing. Um devil's advocate was the person who was basically a would make an argument opposed to the canonization of a saint being like, why we shouldn't do this. Um,
0: Just just to present the other side. Maybe not a side they legitimately held, which is that's what these, that's what most people kind of like, well, I want to argue with you because I don't agree with you, but I don't want you to get mad. So I'm going to say I'm playing devil's advocate.
1: Yeah. to suggest I don't really
0: believe this. You're not doing it
1: right. No. So he was playing devil's advocate. um, And I think it was the Mary Sue article I was reading this from was like, no, No, you do not need to play devil's advocate about child pornography. That is not a thing that we ever need another argument against. That's not not
0: a discussion we really need to engage in.
1: No, not at all. Um, So to come back around, (laughs) I can't make you understand why that's wrong. I can try, I guess, but if you don't already know as an adult why child pornography is wrong then I don't think, and maybe why we shouldn't have a devil's advocate argument about it, I don't think I can, I don't think I have the strength or energy to try and convince you internet person of this. Maybe if we're in a room together, possibly, but this is the problem with the internet, right? We're behind keyboards, and we're just mashing the keyboard against each other. And
0: I just, at the end of the day, they're fucking funny books. And I mean... Enjoy the fact that you can rest easy, that they will never make these changes in the filmed versions. Yes. So why don't you just go off and watch the movies and be happy they exist? I wish I cared about anything as much as these people care about keeping their superheroes white.
1: I mean, you did trundle through the snow to get that record with the lady with bananas on it.
0: Yeah, but she was uh, a lady. Yeah. And
1: no, I just mean like you care about records. If I couldn't
0: have gotten it, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I wouldn't have been like demanding that the record be brought to me and cater to my interest. (laughs) If I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it. I would have been hopping on Twitter being like, hey, Phillips Victrola International, reissue this for me immediately. I
1: was just, I was helping you. I thought you were sad (laughs) that you didn't have anything to care about. Oh, no. I'm, you're like, I don't want to care about anything this much. (laughs) Basically,
0: I do not. So, yeah. That's what's out there in the world right now.
1: But do you want to know what else is out there?
0: No, not a real banner week no. for life.
1: <laughs> well, except for a couple things.
0: There are a couple things, and I just realized while skimming Twitter that I had another one myself. But oh, but by all means,
1: okay. Well, I'm just gonna start.
0: Well, I get the detail on that. I'm gonna
1: me. start. I'm gonna move tracks. I'm gonna ching things over <laughs> to a different
0: tracks.
1: Um, SpaceX and. Uh, Elon Musk have uh, launched a car into space. Uh, he, uh, Elon Musk, uh, launched his red Tesla Roadster as a, as a like a a, a test payload, and as you know, a gimmick <laughs> into space. And if and this the whole article is on Gizmodo if you're interested. Um, and if you're interested interested, it's actually become a a celestial object now so you can go on to the nasa website and it you can find how it's been uh officially listed um and it's just it's there it's track it's being tracked you you seem really confused you made a face do we
0: need to have a chat about how elon musk spends his money
1: he, yes i mean no because we know it's both wrong and crazy and he should just like solve all the world's problems okay. and world hunger. As long as
0: we're on the same page there.
1: Um but also but space. <laughs> space is always fun and takes my mind off of things.
0: Okay. I'll let you have it then. Yeah.
1: And also the kind of looks really ridiculous and silly. <laughs> you should just take a look at it and it just makes me giggle every time.
0: I will do that during the break.
1: Um also there were some trailers that dropped.
0: Oh right, there was some sort of sporting event.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I don't yeah, whatever. You're happy though. I Oh yeah, I'm super happy. You're real happy
0: though. Caitlin hates the Patriots.
1: Nobody in our world though cares about nobody cares the sports, about that the sporting that happened during Sports Day. Like no one cares, and the two sports teams. But trailers. But there were trailers. In there were tra- and there were other trailers as well that dropped. So, Han Solo trailer dropped. The movie that nobody needs. Um
0: <laughs> Fuck. It's- Feast or famine on this show, I swear to God, because the second you said that, I yeah. remembered another thing that we need to talk about. And This is going to be like a three-hour episode because we're so used to no news that now <laughs> a lot of shit happens this week. A whole
1: bunch of stuff. Um, so, yes. Uh, yes, the Hans solo Zong. movie nobody needs. Yes. Um, uh, and his wig was terrible. Um, Glover, though. Sorry? Glover, though. Oh, Glover. <laughs> Glover. And also... What I, know, is,
0: I know that coat was his idea.
1: What is with... Brunettes with brown eyes in every single one of the Star Wars movies. Every single one.
0: Oh, because Khaleesi had to get her had to get her brown hair back?
1: Yeah, well she's in this, and then we had Ray, who is a brunette oh, right. with brown eyes. Yeah. And then we had Jin Erso, who's a brunette with brown eyes, and we had Princess Leia, who's a brunette with brown eyes. And we had Natalie Portman, who is a brunette, brunette with brown eyes. That's true. What is going on? on in this universe why, why are there are no
0: blondes in star wars no
1: blondes no redheads uh no ladies of color as main characters like come on come on anyways glover um <laughs> most important thing Lando. jessica jones like a full actual trailer Oh, was
0: drop. it i didn't even see i didn't even see that
1: um yes i just put it in capital letters <laughs> i put yes 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 absolutely also venom trailer
0: Heard it was out there. Heard Tom Hardy's faces exposed, but that's all I heard.
1: I totally thought this was a joke. Like I thought it was a (laughs) fan-made like thing that was happening. And then I saw a trailer, and I was like, like, or I thought it was Venom was like, it's one of those things where it it, it's some sports star's name, and this movie is actually about something completely different. And (laughs) I'm just thinking Venom from Spider Man. No, no girl. It's apparently a Venom movie. Yeah, but I totally thought it was a joke. So when I watched the trailer, I was kind of didn't know what was going on, and I was still trying to figure out it was a fan made trailer, but just really good and high quality. Um,
0: Elon Musk took some of his money and bought airtime <laughs> air on the Super Bowl for a fan made Venom trailer.
1: Elon Musk, we didn't have a talk about how you're spending your money. You have too
0: much money, Elon
1: Musk. You know what? You should just. You
0: Please, could, can I have some?
1: You should be one of our patrons.
0: You really should. That's the new goal. I'll make a new tier on the Patreon page. It's going to be called the Elon, and it's for like $50,000. Uh, and offers no rewards. Uh,
1: no, you know what? The reward is you can buy us some kind of penthouse and you can come over, whatever, and hang with us.
0: Listen to it, see you Caitlin. We're a fun hang.
1: We're a fun hang. We'll talk about the weather. It'll be great. <laughs> I like space.
0: <laughs> you, Caitlin, can talk about space. Uh, it's amazing. I can talk about how many copies of your authorized biography I have to deal with at major Canadian <laughs> retailer. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about the Venom trailer? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever.
1: Like I, it has no com- connection to the MCU. Yeah. Um. It's. It looks like it's going to be really normal, Mm. like...
0: By the books. Listen, the Venom trailer and an old Instagram video of Tom Hardy doing bang quotes with a nut cup on his face to his dog (laughs) both came out this week. (laughs) And the latter was the more interesting thing Tom Hardy was in this week. Uh, Good times. Good times.
1: What's your fun stuff?
0: Well, the thing I realized that I got to get out of my head now before I double back. uh, Did you hear... Speaking of Star Wars Nobody Needs. Yeah. You hear about who else got a three picture deal in the Star Wars universe? What? What? Benioff and Weiss.
1: Oh, I did kind of scroll past that.
0: They have Benioff and DB Weiss, the showrunners of who Game I of Thrones.
1: Dislike immensely. Have
0: been handed a Star Wars franchise. Just three movies, not set to the main Skywalker saga. Right. Similar to how Ryan Johnson dunked Last Jedi on all the fanboys head yeah became a geek down hero forever forever kathleen kennedy was like cool go make three movies uh here's all the money go make three movies now benioff and weiss get to do that two-prong question yes when's the tipping point
1: of too much star wars yes um i don't know when's the tipping point of too much marvel
0: oh we hit (laughs)
1: So then, I I think with the the solo movie, like we're there
0: because I feel like you know Jordan loves to hate on Star Wars, you know whatever. But can we at least admit that part of the specialness of it was y'all just never thought you were going to get anymore?
1: No, like you I, had
0: the pre the prequels came out and everybody was like, oh the prequels and the prequels suck and you had these novels and you had you know the animated shows.
1: I don't think that's where the specialness came from. I think it was. I think with the animated stuff that came out and the books and the comic books, I think there was a nice spread, mm. right? Like the same stuff, same universe, but ve- but different stories, right? Different w- ways to tell the story. Some stories were darker. Some stories were more for kids. There was a nice spread. This is very much a lot of the same. Mm. There are lots of stories to tell, but I kind of would like some different movies maybe...
0: Also in that is the growing louder by the day rumblings that Disney is gearing up to take all its toys off of the various streaming services as they start their own. Yeah. And in that as well are prestige style television series set in the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah, though they've been rumbling about us like Star Wars television series for a long time and there was supposed to be apparently a... Um, uh, Princess Leia series mm. a million years ago. Yeah, they talked to,
0: and they talked about a young Leia movie as well. I think. Yeah, and,
1: and I just, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't
0: know. For me, being as like obviously less invested in this franchise than a lot of other people, mainly everyone, um, feels like you're, do, you're doing too much. You're going to be starting to do too much. Um, There's and,
1: an saturation.
0: Yes. And I was listening to a podcast where they mentioned that, you know, these things being relative, but the last three Star Wars things have been... Last Jedi and Rogue One both made a shit ton of money. Yeah. But they made less than The Force Awakens. Yes. If that continues to happen, not that Disney's ever going to fucking dump Star Wars, but, like, it becomes a declining asset on the balance sheet yeah and then you have to readjust and that's not something that i ever thought star wars would be in a position anyway likely won't happen y'all are all gonna go out and see you know whatever can get shoved down your gullets probably regardless that said benioff and weiss have a style
1: oh i hate them <laughs> so much and
0: some tools that they use a lot uh those being rape and <laughs> ugh Sexual assault and uh, you know, just lots of violence. Yeah. Not gonna say that's the mode they've that's what that's what they've been brought in to bring to the Star Wars universe. No.
1: Kathleen is very I feel like we're buddies now, Kathleen and I. You and Kath? Yeah, me and Kath. Um that is definitely not on the mandate for Star Wars. Um
0: but why hand it to them Well, I mean and they don't I don't
1: know.
0: Like at the end of the day, the joke I always hear is like, you know, for all the dragons and shit, game of Thrones is just people in rooms talking. Yeah. As mentioned on this podcast, I was listening to talking about the state of star Wars. The last time y'all had a star Wars with people in rooms talking, y'all damn near rioted. Cause it was called the Phantom Menace. Like, yeah. So this is a real interesting, no one said that, you know, this is for like the R, the edgy R rated star Wars. That's what they're being brought in to do type of thing. Right. Um, we have no idea what they're even being I, brought in to do. But I
1: have a gut. A po- either
0: of those things don't seem well suited to what y'all want out of Star Wars.
1: I'm, it's possibly that they're doing Old Republic stuff, mm. which is the only thing I could think of that wouldn't <laughs> like, yes, it would still be an oversaturation of Star Wars, but there's never been on screen Old Republic stuff, right? There's, there's, there's been video games. There's
0: a Darth Bane up in here. Was that his name? Is the old, old one?
1: I don't know. No. Um, but if they put it farther back, then fanboys would be happy. Cause mm. it'd all be like beginning of the Jedi, the, the, you know, the best time to be a Jedi, lots of Sith <laughs> video game. Um, <laughs> that's what they're possibly there to do.
0: Well, that's developing and interesting talk. <laughs> My God, this is the beefy ass episode. Yo,
1: Hey, we've been owing them for a while. Yeah, I've
0: been owing them. Um, and the weirdest thing yeah. I saw, Netflix has picked up the Agretzko anime.
1: So I don't remember what that is.
0: Agretzko is the Sanrio character, the red panda who works as an oh, office lady
1: yeah.
0: and rages Amazing. with death metal at yes. all these slights handed to her by her bosses and the world and just being a woman in her 30s in Tokyo.
1: I saw this trailer. I can't believe I saw the trailer and didn't say anything to you. It was amazing
0: Um, and made me so happy. And this was originally just like a two-minute thing that Sanrio put out. And now I guess Netflix is like, no, do like 15-minute episodes or something. Um, April 20th, that is is launching.
1: It's perfect timing.
0: And yeah, she is an office lady who gets uh, her anger and anxiety out by singing death metal at karaoke.
1: I am wondering if this is the route my life needs to take. Possibly. Following, Possibly. It, following in adorable footsteps.
0: Um, also, it would be remiss if we did not mention that uh, by the time this episode airs the following Friday, uh, Black Panther will be out. <sighs> just saying it. Congrats, y'all.
1: Yeah. I'm so happy.
0: Like, I have no... I mean, I will probably see it at some point. But, like, even if I was going to see it in a theater, I'm not going to see it for, like... Granted, I don't go see movies on opening night anyway. But if I did, I wouldn't be there opening weekend. I'm just let y'all have it. Just get out of the way.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Just enjoy. Well, we know how enjoy much I love Bla- T'Challa. <laughs> enjoy Black Excellence. Just get out there. Have your weekend. Yeah. Wild the fuck out. Stunt. Have it. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Also, that Kendrick video from the soundtrack is the blackest thing I've seen since Janet Jackson's Got Till It's Gone, and it gives me life. It's so good. Fantastic video. Um. Yeah. Happy for y'all. And that movie's going to make a bajillion dollars. and
1: Hopefully, they'll make... Three Black Panther movies because they're going to be a lot better than three Iron Man movies. Say
0: diversity doesn't sell then, dipshits. Suck it. Updates.
1: Um. Besides Dirk Gently, <laughs> um, I have been watching not a ton of, but it's something I enjoy going back to every once in a while. Pen and Teller Fool Us.
0: Yeah, I saw that I was sitting on Netflix and my dad really likes it. Another one of those things that, like, that and the Big Bang Theory and Family Feud, those are the three things that, like, I always end up seeing only when I'm at my parents' house.
1: Weird. Um, I love magic. Absolutely. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) I I, I adore, like, close-up magic and magic tricks um, and card magic, and I love the stuff. Um, So, to see a whole bunch of different magicians, that makes me really happy.
0: The premise is magicians get up on stage and try to do a trick that Penn and Teller can't figure out, basically.
1: Which uh, makes me also very happy.
0: Allison Hannigan getting some money off of that too. Yeah, odd lateral move for her, but I mean, eh, she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to work anymore.
1: No, probably not. Also, she probably loves magic too.
0: She probably maybe she does love magic. Yeah, uh, What's that was it. To <laughs> that was it.
1: Yeah, Dirk gently took up a lot of my time.
0: I have had just a very strange media diet. Okay, this week. So first and foremost, need to get it out there. Even though I gave it an eight. Yeah. Last week, uh-huh. I feel like my take on dark. Yeah. Dunkel, dunkel. Was a little middling. Yeah. Like a little like it's fine. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Y'all, dark is one of the best things I've ever seen.
1: It's pretty amazing, and this comes from someone who read the Wikipedia <laughs> Just read the page. The Wikipedia
0: page. Um, I can't stop thinking about this show, and I don't know the last time I had a show that. Did that.
1: So you're changing you're changing your... It's uh, like a
0: 9.5. Wow. Because... Spoilers for dark.
1: For God's sake, stop listening. Spoilers
0: for dark. Skip like 10 minutes. I'll put time codes in if you want to skip ahead. Because I inadvertently spoiled it for myself. And we know I'm not like, eh, spoilers, whatever. Yeah. But when I realized this on the Wikipedia page... He
1: was so angry, guys.
0: Which was... The fact that Mikkel, the boy that goes missing, yeah. becomes Michael yeah. Jonas's father because mm-hmm. he never he never made his way back no. to his present nope. was like, oh man, that was moment one. Moment two, fucking Ulrich. <laughs> Ulrich decides that uh, this guy Hegel, who keeps who, and. Ulrich's time is an old man yeah. knows something about what happened and gets it into his head. He figures out the time travel thing in the tunnels and figures out that if you can go back and stop Hegel, none of this will happen. Right. So Ulrich goes back and instead of ending up in 86, he ends back in 1953 when Hegel is a child. Yep. And Ulrich chases him down. A child. Yep. Pins him down. Raises a rock. You didn't see this. You just read it. I just read it. I'm watching it at work. And Ulrich raises up the rock, and I'm like, oh, he's going to realize this isn't the move. And then clubs the kid <laughs> repeatedly with a fucking rock. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and as I'm real, so they arrest him for this. And then I realize that, like, young Egon. Yep. Who dealt with old Ulrich in 53, probably without even really knowing why, that's the reason he hates young Egon. In eighty six, when he's an old man, and it's like the second you start trying to wrap your head around all the paradoxes of this show, yeah, is like, fuck me, y'all. I would love to see the room in the writers' board, y'all, or the, the board in the writers' room, y'all had to try and keep this shit straight, straight. And then it goes fucking straight Terminator by the end of it, which I'm not crazy about. Okay, because what I liked about this show the most, yeah, is the sci fi is in service of character stories. Yes. Really, <laughs> I went back and listened to old episodes of The Watch where they were really into the show because I put them on hold because I wanted to go back to them after the mm-hmm. fact. They're talking about it's no surprise and rightly so with myself as well that the show resonates so much with them, with Chris and Andy and with me because it's a show about you know people in, who are 16 and people who are 40 <laughs> and how the choices you make in your life not even choices to like murder somebody or like, you know, Hannah saying lying to the cops yep. that Ulrich raped the woman who would become his wife. Yeah, just because she was in love with him. That decision ripples through everything, and there's nothing. That's just like family drama type stuff that affected Regina, that affected. Yep. Uh, Hannah affected Ulrich's family. Like that stuff was all in service. That stuff existed on its own and was compelling enough. The time travel stuff just really like drove that home. Mm-hmm. So when Jonas ends up in what I presume is 2052, whatever yeah. 2019 plus 33 is, yep. um, I think that was genius as well, that they locked themselves into that. Yep. That had to do with 33 years is when the universe kind of resets. I don't know if you have no doubt or Gwen Stefani put out, now album called return to Saturn. I don't remember who it was. Yes,
1: it was. <laughs>
0: um, and that's where we all learned the term. Cause it was like, she had turned 33 and that's what every 33 years, Everything in the universe, or the, the galaxy at least, has completed one rotation. Right. Um, so that's why the time jumps you can only go in periods of thirty-three years. Yes. And Jonas ends up in the future and it's all like the Terminator, and the last thing you see is him basically looking up and like a fucking flying hover car go by, military looking hover car going by. The nuclear plane is like gone, something terrible has happened, and that's where we're left it. Um yep.
1: I love the bit about all these people making these time machines thinking that they're going to end it, but actually end up causing it.
0: And that's what the show is really dealing with. If you have any agency over your own life, because yeah. Hegel goes back. Old man Hegel finally like shakes off his dementia yeah, and like goes back to try and stop his younger self from working with the villain who's this priest named noah with like a giant tattoo of something on his back i've hopped, I, I did something with this show i've never done yeah i got on the reddit kate <gasps> i hopped on the fucking what? reddit i hopped on the what? reddit for this show because i wanted to know what the hell that weird mountain thing with all the latin on it was about yeah we got something to do with alchemy i don't know huh. uh, but yeah wants to convince him younger his younger self to stop working with Noah, who is trying to make this time machine, that's what the electric chair thing is—that's killing children and melting their faces off. Yep. Um, and it works, and Young Hegel is going to go to the cops. Young Old Hegel thinks it hasn't worked and runs, sideswipes him with his car. Yeah, which means Young Hegel never goes to the cops. No. So you created the thing you were trying to prevent in the first place. Yeah. The show does this all the time, and that's what does your fucking head in. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm Brah.
1: so glad I, I'm so glad I read it on Wikipedia,
0: because. <laughs> Yeah. And the one thing, the theories are Noah is Ulrich's grandfather. Okay. That's one theory. Yep. Because there are some mentions. You see Ulrich's grandmother and father in the
1: 50s Yeah,
0: um, end up at Egon, young Egon's house. And she mentioned something about um, my husband was in the church or something like that. And then you see young, the child version of Ulrich's father, like roll his sleeve up at one point and he's got what are probably cigarette burns all over his arm. Right. Um, so that's the one theory. And also, I don't know. Number one, Bartos is mad chill about everything that's happening. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I'll be the Antichrist, whatever. Um, sure. But he paints a real, Noah to Bartos paints a real, like, kind of compelling argument. And I'm low key, like, I honestly don't know who we're rooting for here.
1: Yeah.
0: But the powers that be end up becoming Noah, who's. You know, killing children mm-hmm. and dumping them in different timelines to get rid of the bodies. Yeah. Um, that's bad. That's not good. It's not a thing you should do. No. Nope. On the other side, you have Claudia, who was the uh, pantsuit spelunking <laughs> <laughs> power plant operator, CEO, uh... in the 80s, who...
1: Who has su- mad upper body strength that she got herself out of that pit. S-
0: oh, Somehow has sussed out what's been going on with the time travel type stuff and now she's straight Sarah Connoring it and like, yeah. you know... Beautiful minding it in a cave, walking around with a rifle, and clearly has jumps back from the apocalyptic future. But is lying to people all the time and manipulating them for some purpose. Yeah. So uh, why do I have to wait another like year for more of this? Aren't show? you
1: so glad they brought it back?
0: They had man, if it had ended there, like they had to have known. They had to have known. There's no way they just, I mean, they're European, so who knows. But. They
1: may have They may have just rolled the dice. Or maybe they had a time machine. I could see that in the future they got a second season.
0: Maybe. And listen, the science of that is, uh, the science of the time machine is very yada yada, but yeah, you know, who cares? Who cares? That's not the point. Um, but yeah, no, for me it was just, I love sci-fi that works in the service of more human concerns. And that's what this did for the most part. But I'm left concerned by that last shot where it's like, okay, if we're going Terminator now, like fight the future type shit. I'm yep. like, mm, me. Also, Charlotte, <laughs> I know you're mad at your husband for fucking transgender people at the truck stop. But if he calls you yeah. and says, I need to talk to you about the night Mickle disappeared. Take the call, Charlotte.
1: Take the call, Charlotte.
0: You're you're a bad chief of police. I know you're freaked out because you saw one of your policemen in a newspaper from 1953, but but still, I understand that's alarming.
1: And all the birds
0: it's, again, stop picking up dead birds, all of you. Diseased. They're not. They'd be diseased normally, but these are like irradiated and
1: <laughs> and time time
0: displaced. Like it's very <laughs> weird. Also, I got to get into it. I know y'all are excited.
1: <gasps> what are we excited about?
0: Time for Borgen break, Kate.
1: Borgen,
0: Borgen. Hi, welcome to Borgen break with Hal Ferguson
1: and Joanne McKinnon. Mm-mm,
0: dated Canadian <laughs> reference.
1: Woo, body break.
0: <laughs> so Borgen, if you will recall, found it on the Hoopla app. The Hoopla app has been very useful. Yes. This week, by the way, both the things Caitlin and I watched <laughs> only found on the Hoopla app. Shouts to the library. Um, Borgen is the Danish political drama. Uh, about the first female prime minister of Denmark. Yep. Um,
1: How's it been, Jordan? I love it. You love it?
0: (laughs) Imagine if House of Cards starred Jack Layton, but a lady Jack Layton.
1: Okay. It's like the
0: idealistic version. Right. It's like House of Cards starring (gasps) somebody who's not a total trash bag. So
1: it's House of Cards, but someone's trying to actually fix the problems. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Caitlin
0: is all in. Um, Basically what happens is... And like the house of cards analogy even goes to like everybody looked at the the weird Robin Wright Kevin Spacey marriage in House of Cards and went yeah. like ooh that's weird and creepy but we like watching it. The marriage between Bridget and her husband in Borgen is just delightful. They love each other so much and he's so supportive and they had this like 5 years on your career by 5 years on my career type deal. Oh my gosh. Um and they're like amazing and she's like trying to put on like her black dress before a debate. And it's clearly not working out anymore. Um, and when she ends up going to the results party, he like hands her a box and it's got like another like black dress in it. And he's like, you know, know, we're always proud of you no matter what. And I'm like, Oh my God, I fucking love you guys. Like anyway, so what ends up happening? Bridget is the leader of the uh, party. Sorry. And listening from America party based, parliamentary system in Denmark, Mm -hmm. more parties than even we have in Canada, really. Yeah. Or maybe they're just being nice to the Green Party like they are everywhere else. (laughs) Sorry, Green Party. Um, And you have, I don't know how it works out philosophically because it seems like the Labour Party in Denmark is more conservative, which is not usually the case. No. and, And the Liberals are more liberal. And Brigitte is the leader of the centrist which are kind of in the middle of the road party. Right. So, like Canadians, our liberals. Yeah. Canadians. Imagine the liberal party with the political sway of the new Democrats. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, and there's some weird stuff, including a real soapy moment that I'm not going to get into. It had to happen to move things along, but it's like, that's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, the liberals are worried about losing votes and seats to like the alt-right. Right. It all centers around immigration. Right. imagine that the show came out like you know 10 years ago or like five years ago and it's still as relevant um the liberals are worried they're going to lose votes to the alt-right freedom party denmark freedom party danish freedom party, um around issues of immigration yeah so they're breaking a deal about the they're going back on a deal they made with the centrists about giving refugees the opportunity to work basically or something right. like that and this kind of gets sprung on Brigitte while she's doing a interview. And it's like, well, what do you think? Are you going, are you still going to keep your deal with the, the liberals? And she's just like her, her handler, her PR person who is you're on Greyjoy, by the way.
1: <gasps> Amazing. It's like,
0: that dude looks familiar. <laughs> Fucking you're on Greyjoy. He's um, like, are you going to keep the deal? And he's off looking off camera. Like, yes, you are. And she's like, no, I can't do it. Like if they went back on this. Yeah. We can't, can't do it. We made a promise to our voters. Like we're not yeah. going to do it. So that people kind of start nudging her and basically there's this debate where like the prime minister has been caught in a scandal that he couldn't really help
1: Mm -hmm.
0: about like you know using funds for other things so he's losing points it's the last debate and he's losing points for having committed this scandal and not being able to deny it but at the same time the liberal leader looks like a fucking douchebag right? because he's like waving this in his face and like springing it on him and he's like you're done like blah 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 meanwhile two minutes before Brigitte has gone straight off the dome not done the speech final comment speech that Euron Greyjoy on gave her right just went off the dome and was like like yeah he's freaking out right now i don't i hate this dress i'm <laughs> supposed to wear my black one but i'm too fat for it now like just gives like a real <laughs> like straight talk like this is who i am and this is why i'm in this and this is what i want to do right type of thing and that speech coupled with people just fed up with the other two slowly the centrists are getting all these votes and it's a parliamentary system and then they've eaten enough votes from, enough seats from the other two parties. Suddenly they're like the ruling party and the last scene you see is her walking in and just being like, they want me for prime minister. What? what?
1: So, and some
0: guy died and there's cover-ups and Euron got fired by the end of the episode and he's going to try and finagle his way back in, I'm sure.
1: But it's lots of fun.
0: Super lots of fun. And won't make you feel horrible if, if you house of cards will make you feel gross yeah which is part of its charm in a way less Sorry. so now bye spacey <laughs> um but you know you like watching a bad guy do bad things if you like politics and want to watch somebody try to maintain their goodness
1: mm-hmm. in
0: the bad things get on that borgen y'all borgen watch it for free you can only watch six episodes a month though so or eight episodes a month so
1: you can watch Dirk gently the rest of the time
0: space them out uh one other thing i had to mention violet evergarden
1: uh-oh. Yeah, you mentioned this to me.
0: We are rooting for you.
1: What'd it we do? We were really
0: rooting for you. What'd it do? Um, the most recent episode involved Violet going to uh, one of the kingdoms, one of the neighboring kingdoms where a political marriage is about to happen. And basically, there's a doll on either side. And actually, the the booby one, <laughs> the boobed one, yeah. is writing on behalf of the prince. And she's Violet's writing on behalf of the princess and, you know, to suggest to the people or just try and sway the people that like everything's okay no more war like this is all going to work out the letters the love letters between the two of them are being read in public type of thing and it's become kind of like you know it's basically a soap opera for the public type of thing Um, but there are legit feelings there between the 24 year old prince and the 14 year old princess
1: oh gross
0: which I'm sure is a thing that happened historically but
1: gross
0: but I'm willing to give you the mulligan because the episode ended with Violent encountering someone who like he was a naval commander and she like murdered everybody on his ship type of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm interested enough where that's gonna go next week. But the whole fucking Couldn't you have just old, made her twenty?
1: Would that have been really would that, that have been difficult? So bad?
0: Like you did you did. It have to like this isn't welcome to the ballroom levels of blowing it which like welcome to the ballroom i was like yo i'm out yeah you were supposed to be the chosen one ballroom (laughs) dancing how you could have had you just could have had that Uri on ice market you could have had it but you you decided
1: chosen one
0: you decided that you know women are gross and you didn't want that market this was a boy show yeah guess what this boy stopped watching you're on thin ice evergarden you're on thin ice, but I'm willing to I'm willing to give it to you. And good lord, I think that's everything on our mix. I, don't mind about, I think and, that's everything on our list.
1: And now we do the rest of the show?
0: Yeah, then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do a whole other part of the show. Oh my gosh. You guys are getting off so well you are well fed well, today. For
1: those of them who wish the episodes could go on forever. For <laughs> some people who are like hour episodes and i'm like just stop this episode at an hour and continue come on back
0: it's like you get two episodes every week if you want yeah. our episodes listen this is usually where our episodes go to this is an hour and 16 17 minutes we're gonna stop right here yeah if that's all you want that's it go do some stuff or come back either immediately or in a few days yeah and get the second part of the show where caitlin and i are going to talk about the things we brought each other amazing what more can we give you people So amazing here Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. For some of y'all, it's your second episode of the Geek Down this
1: week. Yeah, yeah. because you decided, fuck it. I'm going to come back later because I have <laughs> stuff to do.
0: We hope your stuff went well. Either or, if you had stuff or if you didn't, welcome back. Yeah. Time to get into it.
1: It, it is time.
0: Because Caitlin and I, both nerds, different types of nerd. Very different. Nerdy about different things.
1: I- indeed. So sometimes
0: we're like, let's see if there's any common ground here. Yeah. Show me something. Show me something nerdy. I'm not going to see anywhere else.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely not going to look look for it <laughs> so or find see, it.
0: Let's see how this goes. But before we do it, we have rules. Very important
1: rules. Three rules, in fact.
0: Very important. A trilogy of rules.
1: Oh, I like that. Thank God there's no prequel trilogy. Oh, God. Uh, the first rule being the rule of three. Yep. Which is the fact that... Which is the rule that if something comes in parts or pieces or episodes or issues, we will at least watch, read, consume the first three.
0: You got to do three.
1: Very important.
0: Didn't matter this week. No. Two movies.
1: Yeah. Two films. Films. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Yep. Which was very hard to do for me this week, and we will get into that later. Okay. Third rule is...
0: So you, just oh, I just, right I, through it.
1: I'm sorry. I feel like, you know what? Why do we save it for
0: the pod, Caitlin? This
1: is very important. What does guys. save it for the
0: pod even mean?
1: Hashtag save it for the pod. It means that we will not talk about the things we have given to each other, no matter how much we want to.
0: The show goes like, we record the show on a Sunday. Yeah. By the time we get it uploaded on Tuesday, maybe the earliest we could start batting things around is Wednesday. Yeah. So if I give Caitlin something on Wednesday... She's got to, she can't bring it up until the next Sunday when she's here recording.
1: And that's a long time when you want to bring something up.
0: Because why do we do it?
1: For the freshest of takes.
0: You deserve it. Love yourselves.
1: Fresh as in new, and take as in opinion.
0: Opinion. Don't settle for these stale ass takes. You deserve better.
1: Now, we do happen to give each other things occasionally that are old. Um, my case, I love to give Jordan things from the 90s. Uh, in this case, this is not from the 90s. So this wasn't from the 90s. But it is, it's a couple years old. It's a little old. Yeah.
0: And my thing was new to the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, that said, either way, whenever it is released, whatever it is, we have a policy around these parts. We do. Pro spoiler.
1: Super spoilery.
0: We're going to get into it.
1: That's our third rule. Yep. It's just, yarr, There will really always spoilers.
0: If you have a problem with spoilers, you got to get out.
1: Yeah. And sorry if you waited for the second half, like for Thursday, <laughs> and you wanted to listen to it, and then you're like, spoilers. Yeah, it's all going to be spoiled.
0: If you've been here long enough to have a preference on the length of this show, you already know what happens in the back half yeah, of it. But so. maybe they
1: were new, and they thought, I don't know what's going <laughs> on in the second episode. That sounds like a good part. idea. I'll yeah. save
0: it. Joke's on you, sucker.
1: Yeah. You should just now like spoilers like the rest of us, yes. unless it has to do with dark.
0: <laughs> In which case, sorry about the front half of the show, but I was really excited. Anyway, let's get into this. Yeah. So we like to alternate. So this week we'll start with the thing. I brought Caitlin, which is a first. <laughs> I gave Caitlin a thing I hadn't seen.
1: Nope. <laughs> We've never done this before. I had
0: seen a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And Loki almost sobbed during the trailer. Yeah, and I was like, well, "That looks amazing." Mm-hmm. So when I was digging through the Hoopla app, big week for Hoopla here. D-
1: digging, digging just through digging. that Hoopla app. I'm like, Jordan likes to dig a lot for a lot of different things. <laughs> I
0: was constantly digging. I'm like scratching at the inside of my thigh right now because I have no nothing to flip through in front of me. No
1: records, comics, no records,
0: comics, books, just anything. Um, I saw it was on Hoopla, and I went, "Oh shit." I remember being really moved by that trailer.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Fuck it. Give it to Kate. Yeah. Talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. And I'll watch it too. And I watched it and it was not as perfect as I wanted it to be. No. That said. Yeah. Still very moved by it in spots. Mm -hmm. And that thing is a 2016 wartime drama film anime called In This Corner of the World or Konosakai no Katsumini. Accent's getting better, I think. You think so? Um, maybe not.
1: I think it's getting better, <laughs> but I'm also a uh, you know, white person.
0: So. Um, this movie is co-written and directed by Tsunao Katabuchi and is based on a manga of the same name written and illustrated by Fumi Okono. Premiered in Japan on November 12, 2016, and but did not hit the shores until August 11, 2017 in a co-release between distributor Shout Factor and our friends at Funimation. The film is set in the 1930s and 40s in Hiroshima and Kure, Japan, roughly 10 years before and after the atomic bomb, mainly in 1944 and 45. Uh, In the film, nature and traditional culture in Japan are clearly described and contrasted with the cruel and irredeemable scenes brought by the war. Though it is fictional, the episodes and background of the story are based on facts and real incidents researched by the production staff. Uh, the pre-war Hiroshima and surrounding areas accurately revived in the scenes following old photos, documents, and the memories of living people. So, what's your plot? Such as it is. A young woman named Suzu who is innocent and loves drawing. How does she describe herself? She comes Scatterbrain. scatterbrained? I don't remember how they describe herself. Oh, I didn't remember that,
1: but she is a little, yeah. She, Lo- you know what she is? She's a romantic comedy protagonist. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting
0: take. <laughs> Lives in a seaside town near Hiroshima called Eba, and in 1944, uh, when she's 18 and working in the family business of cultivating nori, which is seaweed, she's told by her parents that an unknown young man has come to propose marriage to her, which is apparently just a thing that happened, and the man, whose name is Shusaku, lives in nearby Kure, a large naval port city 15 miles away, and he works kind of as a civilian in the Navy. He's a clerk, and he apparently had met Susan when they were kids and just... Decide to marry her. We're trying to marry her. And the film follows Susan's journey as she decides to marry him and moves to join his family in Curry. And as she adjusts to her new life in the town, the threat of the Pacific War slowly begins to encroach on the daily lives of the townspeople. Hey, you know how this ends? Yeah. And... Immediately the comparisons are going to fly to Grave of the Fireflies. Yes. This is not Grave of the Fireflies. No. Grave of the Fireflies is a classic heartbreaking I own it but I've watched it once.
1: Because it's just like it will destroy you.
0: Devastating movie about two children in post-bomb Hiroshima. Yeah. Um directed by made by Studio Ghibli but not a Miyazaki movie <laughs> directed by the other dude, Isao Takahata. And people are going to want to compare in this corner of the world, to grave the fireflies, it's not. It's got a real weird rhythm, right? Um,
1: Super weird rhythm. There's no
0: really. I fe- and I feel like that's a manga thing. I feel like the manga was probably really like short kind of scenes. I think it's
1: an anime thing. Really. There's so, we've had this conversation so many times where animes do not sometimes have a point and I'm like why did I that had no point point. and or this why is really
0: this is the vibe I got watching this movie I was like oh this is a really like this reminds me of like my neighbor the Yamadas or just other kind of films doesn't happen in shows as much no. but in films definitely yeah where they just kind of meander and maybe they don't really have a point point. and then the second I'm getting bored the shadow keeps creeping in and well, but, just give me your give me your immediate take.
1: so beautiful and it's really interesting style because it looks almost it, it's cute it looks cute mm. everyone's drawn kind of in a cute way um and it's a little slice of life which i think is great i wish i knew more about japan geography just in general because that i think and I wish I knew how I could, I wish I could read Japanese because there are so many things I think I missed a little bit of. There were things that happened that were devastating. And I just was like, why did this need to happen? But that's part of the film. Mm. Um, there were things I absolutely adored about it. Um, but probably from the time where I'm terrible with names as usual. Um, The main character loses her right hand and her niece uh, is killed. Yes. Um, From that afterwards is a little... I'm like, what is going on? Um, That's hard. And then the weird sort of relationship with her husband where they're in love, but then she's like angry at him from no reason for some reason, middle near the end of the film. Like, I don't know. She's like, you didn't know I was angry and but she's never acted angry and Wasn't that
0: because he like gave her the go-ahead to go like bang her childhood friend if she felt like it? Like
1: But that was way after. That that was after? Like when no there when she's talking about being angry. Um uh they're on the train and out of nowhere I don't know. It just came out of nowhere I felt. And yeah. And that whole thing about banging her childhood friend, that was weird. Um,
0: <laughs> it was real, real progressive. He was kind of like, well, I did kind of rope you into this and he's the dude you're clearly in love with. And he's like, you should talk to him. You might not see him again. But
1: also I didn't, I mean, she, it, it was kind of like she had a crush on him, but I didn't think she was in love with this guy from her village. Yeah. I never got that vibe. And it will like, like, you know what this movie did? It would three quarters explain something. Mm. And then I like I was confused about the her sister in law's family and husband. Her husband died, but at that one point, I thought she said she got a divorce.
0: No, he died. Um, if she said she got divorced, I may have missed that, but I'm pretty sure.
1: My I know he died.
0: Was he died? And his family, because she had a son with him,
1: took the son, took
0: the son, and like wouldn't let her see him anymore.
1: Yes, and then. And she was getting – and they were getting train tickets to go see the son.
0: They were going to send the daughter, Harumi, the niece.
1: To see – To that
0: family, I think, because it was going to be safer.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And that's when shit popped off.
1: Yeah. And then I was so devastated that that little girl died.
0: And that was the moment, even in like the way it was depicted, Yeah, it got very impressionistic. Um, the moment of realization on her face where she remembers something randomly that her husband had said about that type of bomb and how it...
1: No, it wasn't her husband. It was in those classes.
0: Classes? When yes. did she take classes?
1: So all of the <laughs> women of the village were taking these classes about like safety oh. and remembering to do things. Oh, is that when she
0: first got there and she was like huddling up with the old grandmas? It was really yes. early in the movie? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If she remembers that this type of bomb, even if it lands, it may still go off type of thing. And that's that she's remembering that moment. Um, It basically goes off. And yeah, Harumi is just killed. And she ends up losing her right hand, which is the hand she draws with. Yeah. Double tragedy. That's the moment where I was like, oh, God, here it comes.
1: (laughs) And however... Like the scene where she, they, she's like, um, her sister's like, you should come back to Hiroshima. And you're like, go, oh, no, don't go back to Hiroshima. Um, <laughs> right. And she's like, I should go. But then the sister-in-law is being kind to her and she doesn't really want to go. She's actually, she's in love with her husband and, and loves the family and stuff. And is like, I don't want to go back to Hiroshima. And you're like, <gasps> <laughs> the scene where they, you see the blast – well, you we know what it is. They
0: don't know what it is. But
1: yeah. the blast, the flash, and, like, lightning, but there's no clouds. And then there's this huge gust of wind, the like, rumble, yeah. a couple minutes later. Um, and, like, the soldier that, like you, – you, you notice him as a viewer leaning up against the, like, hut.
0: Was that supposed to be he got blown all the way there, like, by the
1: – I think blown part of the way there and then walked. Mm-hmm to the hut and like collapsed, yeah. but his face and body were entirely burnt. black. Yeah. And then, you know, her going back and you're like, Oh, thank God. Her sister's okay. And then they come to the realization that she's probably dying of, of radiation. And she's poisoning. like, yeah,
0: well, what are these marks? Am I going to get better? And it's obviously radiation. poisoning.
1: Yeah. And then the, their mother had was in the town for the festival and had been killed. And her father died from radiation poisoning. And there is a scene near-ish the beginning of the movie where she draws this like really beautiful – it looks like a government building Mm. and then you see it destroyed on the banks. There was just so many – there was some juxtaposition that was amazing and –
0: Just little details about like – Pulling doors out of their trees yes
1: and and like the the raids yeah and there were like some funny bits too where she's like recounting all the things you need to do before raid like (laughs) put out the fire grab your supplies put your hood on
0: it's we're making right now we're talking about that's obviously the last half of the movie is obviously the most moving part and it's really rude to say like you're kind of watching it and the early bits going like (laughs) chop chop let's get some tragedy in here um but that's when it really resonates. It's not a humorless movie. Like no. there are there are funny bits.
1: And like in but there. She's weirdly this is what I mean by um, rom com protagonist. She's like weirdly klutzy.
0: Yeah. Like and she's like, always like
1: stepping on people. She's and, in her
0: own head a lot. And yeah. like, you know, the drawing thing and
1: she almost walks off like the side of a cliff. Like <laughs> there's, you know, some silly bits. Um, seeing though the daily life in Japan. In the 1940s was amazing. Mm. Like the drying nori and the collection and...
0: Making do with the rations and how... Yeah. Trying to like...
1: like, The disgusting rice.
0: (laughs) That she made. And that was... The one bit I liked was her and the sister-in-law. This is after the war's over. Yeah. Um, That was... Heartbreaking as they realize they've lost the war, and just like, yeah, what were we doing this for? Like, what was the point of what, this?
1: What was all this loss about? Um,
0: that's just devastating. And her and the sister in law go into the town, which has now been occupied, and it's like, what are you lined up for? And she's like, I don't know,
1: but it's a line for something, there's a
0: lot of people here, it's gonna be good. And they end up getting basically scraps, like garbage yeah. scraps from the American uh cafeteria basically and it's like got a eaten chicken bone and like a lucky strike wrapper in it whatever and they like take a sip and it's like you're like uh and then they pause and it's just like oh my god it's delicious Uh, yeah
1: because they haven't had any taste they don't have any sugar they don't have any spices they don't have any taste like tasty stuff it's all basically rice and broth and things you find around
0: yeah and i just yeah i like the way the war creeped in i i like that it wasn't like all oh, war all the time from the yeah. beginning which i mean there's a reason i've watched grave of the fireflies only once like it's yeah. war all the time from the beginning yeah. in grave of the fireflies um and i was really happy that like orphans were treated nice in this movie <laughs> instead <laughs> of grave of the fireflies
1: yeah like the orphan at the end at first i didn't know what was going on i was like i thought it was i, th- maybe I thought
0: it was a, yeah i thought it was some niece? sort of like i thought we were having like a visualization moment of like if things had gone differently yeah
1: and then though that scene was probably the most like huh so there's a scene where um so the main character and the niece
0: suzu and harumi
1: suzu and harumi harumi's adorable um (laughs) they're walking along so harumi unfortunately a bomb goes off harumi dies suzu loses her right hand um in a scene near the end there's a little girl and, and Suzu talks about how if only I had been holding her with my left hand.
0: I've been standing on this side.
1: Yeah. So y- you kind of see that, but it's a mother and her child and she's holding her with her left hand and I guess a bomb goes off and there's like glass shards that have like gone through her yeah. and she's, the mother sits cause she's dying and the child just hangs on to her mom oh god
0: i blocked this out until this moment as <laughs> you're mentioning it
1: and the mom basically while the daughters hang on to her they see they do like a time lapse and the mother has is dead died while she's and died here, yeah. and like rotted and like maggots come out and of the her daughter's mouth. trying
0: to wave flies away and it's oh, oh, god, yeah. oh god and
1: then anyways the daughter wanders and then um suzu and her husband happen to be near and a piece of sushi rolls and the little orphan girl picks it up and then they take her home and basically adopt her. Cause she
0: like brought it back. Like yeah. she wasn't going to eat it. She like brought it to like, you dropped this and they're yeah. like, no, you can have it. You yeah. clearly need it more.
1: Um, so, yeah. and then that was, that was a little bit weird as well. Um, but I guess it's sort of like a balance thing that they were trying to depict. It was a very weird movie.
0: <laughs> it was. A, yeah. Simultaneously, Heartbreaking and emotionally devastating. And, and interesting. And interesting and frustrating. And,
1: and just like like the best scene, probably the best section of the movie was when the, the air raid sirens were going off.
0: And just the slow emergence of that reality into their experience. Like yeah. that's when I started getting more interested in the movie where it's yeah. like – I don't care about you marrying this dude. There were moments I like before where she would like draw stories and talk to her sister about like, yeah. and they kind of had like a weird meta moment where they're like depicting like IRL, what she's describing to her sister. And it's yeah. like, I got kidnapped by this guy and yeah. I was in a basket with somebody. Yeah. And it's like, if you think it's at nighttime, he'll fall asleep. And then they like draped a thing over him and he's like a canary and just mm. and immediately like that was funny. But when air raid sirens and procedures, Started coming into it and even just not routine, but it's like you just get out of the shelter and it's like,
1: yeah,
0: all right, well, let's clean this shit up and they go off again and it's like, really? Like, yeah, back in the hole. Um We fortunately have the luxury of never having to know what that life was like. I've and- never
1: had to deck and cover. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: What would you even give a movie like this? I don't know what I would give it. Like a seven? Yeah.
1: Because there's like really amazing parts, but there's no real nothing really flows through the entire movie.
0: Yeah, it's very not episodic because even the segments aren't that. No, don't really resolve anything. It's just like
1: it's a very misbalanced movie, but there are some amazing parts to it. Yeah,
0: definitely worth a look. It's a it's a it's a little long. How long was it? It was two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, it's a little long. It's a little long, but I mean, if you got that Hoopla app and you want to watch it for free, it's sitting right there. It's definitely worth a watch.
1: If you have to take the train from Toronto to Hamilton. Somewhere
0: more than two hours away. Or, you know, do what you do with this podcast and just like skip the skip (laughs) the first 45 minutes and just get in there. You'll piece it together. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. In this corner of the world. Actually, the manga just got released in English. Oh. I've seen it out and about. It's, if you prefer, maybe it's more palatable. Maybe the rhythms of, in comic form are more easy to digest than they are in, as a movie. You can check that out as well.
1: Awesome.
0: Moving on to the thing. Caitlin brought me. Yeah. Which I was not expecting.
1: No. And I've been meaning to give this to you for so long and kept on forgetting. <laughs> and then I was like, finally, I can give it to him. And it does not suit at all. We've given each other very different Meh. things. Um, what else is new? I gave Jordan Hannah, which is the 2011 action adventure thriller film. Um, and I'm going to just go into the, the synopsis. You don't, the plot. To,
0: you don't want to try to pronounce her name. Hannah Heller? <laughs> no, the actress of oh, Glazer. <laughs>
1: Uh, I do know how to pronounce it actually, but okay, fine. I'll go, I'll go to the, the, the cast. Um, Sersha.
0: Sersha Ronan, Sersha
1: that... That's very good. Sersha Ronan, uh, Eric Bana and Kate Blanchett are in this film as well as some of those actors that you're like,
0: yeah. what? Who cares about the other actors?
1: Yeah. But there are those actors that you're like, I know you from a thing <laughs> and that from other, th- uh, that other thing as well that we have a whole bunch of those in this movie also, so the plot is Hannah Heller is a 15-year-old girl who lives with her father, Eric Heller, in rural North Finland near Kusamo. I don't know where that is. Sure. Since the age of two years, Hannah has been trained by Eric, an ex-CIA operative from Germany, to be a skilled assassin. He teaches her hand-to-hand combat and drills her in target shooting. Um, basically, he left the agency um, to like hide Hannah. From the agency, um, and he's training Hannah to kill this other agent named Marissa Weigler, played by Kate Blanchett, who really likes to floss her teeth
0: and brush her teeth
1: and brush her teeth, and has very shiny very white teeth.
0: Keen, keen dental hygiene regime.
1: Yes. Um, basically, he's been training Hannah, and Hannah eventually, um, one night, tells him that she is ready. He makes it her. Her choice, though, she's like, no, I'm, I'm ready to kill this lady. Um, and he signals. He uses this, like, beacon to signal where they are. Yes. And then uh, Hannah, like, purposefully gets caught and trick sort of – and the Cate Blanchett character is kind of suspicious of all of this. So, like, put – like, has a body double sort of go in.
0: Says so Michelle Dockery in.
1: Oh, is that who it is? That
0: was who that is. Oh. Lady – fuck, what was her name on Downton?
1: I don't
0: know. The woman from Downton. The woman from Godless.
1: Yeah. Um, sends her in. Um, and, of course, Hannah ends up killing her.
0: Her and everybody.
1: And everybody. And escapes because her plans have been...
0: She thinks she's done. She thinks that's yes, it. Yes, that's
1: right. She thinks she's done. Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen it, but she thinks she's done. Um, but she escapes the, the the lab, of course, the Mar- Marissa character. um is a little bit smarter, a couple steps ahead. A couple steps. Um the, uh Eric, the Banna character has told basically told her to meet him in Germany, somewhere in Germany, Berlin. 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 Berlin.
0: The house of the house of Wilhelm Grimm.
1: Yeah. So, basically Hannah goes on this adventure, she meets this nice family, she hitches a ride uh, without the unbeknownst to them, and things kind of go weird from there.
0: She's Kate Blanchett contracts, a delightful homosexual and two skinheads to like track them down, track
1: them down and kill Hannah.
0: Yep. Um,
1: they, they capture the family, figure out where Hannah is headed and
0: lead being buried in there. Come to realize Eric is not her father. Oh
1: yes. Eric is not her father. And some other truths about who she is and what she is. She was
0: made. Yeah. She was. I mean, it's like it's superheroism one-on-one type of thing. She was, oh, made, yeah. she was made in a lab. They implanted her in somebody. Eric worked with the CIA to find you know women at abortion clinics. I don't know.
1: I think just with, like single women who are pregnant.
0: Um. Oh, were they already pregnant? Is that what they yeah. did? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were implanted. I thought they were made in a lab and implanted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, had her. DNA is uh, tinkered with.
1: Yep. To make, make, her, uh, make
0: her a better fighter, increase muscle tone, make them less susceptible to empathy and pity and things like that and fear. Yeah. She was made as a killing machine. Yep. Type of thing.
1: Super assassin. Yep. Just like Dark Angel.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> that is an old reference.
0: Deep cuts.
1: Um. Anyways, so Hannah has to like figure out who she is, what she is, what she wants to be, Fight her way out of stuff, save this family that she really liked, and is put in horrible danger, um, and kill Marissa. Yes. All in how long is this movie?
0: 111 minutes.
1: All in 111 minutes. Mm. We know how mm. how much Jordan likes
0: Ooh, those movies yeah, that my, are. That's my that's my hundred minute. Yeah. that's my hundred minutes. I'm not
1: going to say it was the like the main reason I gave it to him, but
0: listen after sin. Friends, let's talk about my sleep. Let's take a brief sidebar to talk about my sleep schedule for a minute. Because as your man's works midnights, if you don't know, my sleep is fucked like all the time. Yeah. I got two consecutive days coming up. I'm really looking forward to trying to like regain my humanity a little bit. But this weekend has been like, I started trying to watch that anime movie at like six in the evening. Made it till about 730. Less than that. Probably seven. Passed out. Conked out. Boom. Woke up one in the morning. (laughs) fuck me um spend the next two hours finishing in this corner of the world now it's three in the morning yep fuck i still have to watch hannah because i'm just lazy and hadn't looked it up (laughs) early enough that's on me um then i fire fire it up check that runtime 111 minutes it's good hashtag blessed yes so moves at a very quick pace Yes. Obviously, as as any sort of chase film should, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, I really like it because it's an interesting film. It is directed by Joe Wright. Um, I know he's done other stuff.
0: Yeah. I was like glancing the credits because spoilers on the take uh, or have the take. uh, I liked it. Okay. I was enjoying it. And listen, the runtime had a lot to do with it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, there should be more movies made at an hour and a half.
0: But I was watching it going like, this is all very good. I don't recognize any of these names. What have they done?
1: So Joe Wright, now I remember, he did The Bad Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> um, he did Atonement. Um, did he? Yes, he did. Uh, Anna Karenina with the That's, newer one, the 2012 one that with Kira Knightley. That would
0: be by Saoirse Ronan was in there.
1: Unfortunately, Peter Pan, like Pan. You know, that pan. Oh, he's
0: had a real up and down, huh?
1: Yeah, and the political drama Darkest Hour. This year's Darkest Hour.
0: Wow, what a a roller coaster of a career this dude's had.
1: Yeah, and in all of that was 2011's (laughs) Hannah. So, there you go. And Um, I I
0: waited through the credits because I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the movie that had... Yes, this is the movie that had the Chemical Brothers do the soundtrack.
1: Yes. Um, Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack. Um, It has a lot of fairy tale themes in it. And a, like, coming-of-age, building Zogloman thing about it. And, like, discovering who you are in the world through dealing with awful shit, which is, like, every grim fairy tale ever. Um, So, yeah, I loved all those elements of the film. And, of course, Saoirse running kicking ass, which is fun. Uh,
0: She's delightful. Are you ready for the nitpicks?
1: Yeah, let's do this.
0: Eric Bana did a hell of a job. Preparing this child mm-hmm. to murder somebody at the drop of a hat. Yep. Maybe could have taken a sidebar <laughs> to actually prepare her about like televisions and showers.
1: And and wasn't there a thing about music? <laughs> like she'd never she listened. She didn't
0: know what it was. Yeah. she didn't. Uh, but it was like not being able to turn the television off, stumbling backwards into a shower that then started dumping water on her face and her freaking out. Like maybe those are some things you could <laughs> maybe take a moment to like talk about not even the like comforts of the modern world because she right. was in like morocco like yeah it was a television with two channels and a rusty rusty shower and she's like you know t- top assassin taken down by tea kettle <laughs> um <laughs> that and the sidebar into the dude at the grim house
1: i don't remember who, this
0: he's like he looks like gallagher and he's got <laughs> Gal- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like doing magic tricks and just yeah, the laying, laying the whimsy on her, and I'm yeah. like, "Bruh, not the time."
1: <laughs> the wizard,
0: <laughs> not the time, my dude. She
1: had to go see the wizard.
0: Uh, perhaps, oh. maybe he was just in service of you know what the movie was trying to do with its larger symbolism. But I was like, "We have other things we could be doing right <laughs> now, my dude." Then you know, doing.
1: <laughs> you can't see what he's doing, but it's great.
0: Doing clown hops, and that's why you get strung up like fucking Saint whoever who got shot with the with the arrows. And also her low key like standoff. I like the standoff with Blanchett at the end where she makes her like you know Assassin's Creed bow and arrow. Like yeah, she's got like one arrow she pulled out of Gallagher and like <laughs> and like turns and like boom, just like basically she does like a rubber band gun with an arrow and yep. like shoots it into. Kate Blanchett's abdomen and they have their like big chase you know going through and you know, there's some clearly like they're deliberately well framed shots in here yes Cause it's like it was like a roller coaster into like a wolf's mouth because it's like the Grimm Museum and kids get eaten by wolves all the time in Grimm's fairy tales always um, and now in the inner workings of this like really what doesn't look like a very fun theme park at all but they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like in there and they're like climbing this like scaffolding type of thing and Kate Blanchett, like, goes to, like, get the drop on her, like, pulls the gun and then slips on her shoe and falls down a ramp. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. That was a lucky break.
1: All these stories have to do with luck.
0: <laughs> that was a lucky break. You know, top assassin in the world takes down her nemesis by a light platform heel.
1: Which is why you don't wear heels when you're an assassin. I
0: did check that, actually. There's a scene, there's a flashback scene where you see uh, Kate Blanchett. Initially, try to kill Hannah and Eric Bana. Yeah, when she was like young, young, like maybe like five or six, and she just like steps out into the road, and like pings off a few shots into this car, which then crashes. And as I watched her like running to the site of this car crash, I was legit looking at her feet. I was like,
1: "What's she wearing?"
0: I was like, "Girl, come on, make this believable for me. You, yeah. look, you look, you look fabulous, cape lanchet, but like, you best be in like boots or something. Yeah, don't be trying to." We trying to run in them heels, um, and it was a little too on the nose with the ending—the exact same way it started. What? Eh.
1: Come on! It's
0: fine. I'm it's not gonna be like, fun. I'm not gonna sink the movie, but I'm like, bruh, bruh. Um, it's fun. Basically, the first bit of the movie, Hannah kills like a giant elk. She's like hunting. Yeah. She kills a fucking reindeer out and. In- on the snowy Finland plains.
1: If you look closely, you can see Chauncey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Small the fact, Chauncey had a cameo in 2011's <laughs> Hannah. Start piecing, a, you'll get a real vivid picture of Chauncey if you go back and listen to all 103 episodes and get all the details we've dropped about him. He's a, complica- he's a complicated individual. Um, and the elk, like, you know, she shoots it with an arrow, tracks it for a bit. The elk is like dropped and but it's still alive, and she says, What did she say? I just missed your heart, yeah, to the elk, and then shoots it in the face. Yeah, she says the exact same thing to Camp Blanchette. She's lying there after she rolls down a fucking roller coaster <laughs> ramp. And when she shoots it, like, blam, Hannah, just off full screen, and then at the end, shoots Kate Blanche, blam, Hannah, yeah. fills the screen. I'm like, Okay, well, that's a choice.
1: <sighs> I'd always wish they'd done a sequel just Hannah killing everyone. I don't really
0: know that she's interested.
1: Oh yeah, no, they're not going to do it now. But I just mean like, no, I think that's what would
0: have fun. No, I mean the character. I didn't mean Sir Ronan. Oh. Sir Ronan is probably not interested either. But uh, I don't know. The character would have been would have been interesting. And the the whole historical fashion of skinheads always leaves me baffled. Like, by the way, <laughs> what did Fred Perry ever do to deserve that? The, I'll never understand why the rude boys always felt the need to suspenders and ridiculous doc martens i'm just asking to get fucking curb stomped down the street now talking like this but
1: well i don't think they listen to this show so probably not
0: um yeah it was like
1: a 7.5 okay cool
0: you know what 111 minutes eight (gasps) you get you get a half point you get a half point for being 111 minutes any day of the fucking week
1: jordan gets all the hour and (laughs) a half movies yeah
0: oh man yeah, believe me, your man's your man's loved Borgen, but he was looking at the, those runtimes going like solid hour, really, hour, Really. I got a life to live, y'all. It's not much of one, but it's mine. <laughs> we have so much time. Anyway, good chats. Yeah. Both of these, as we said, not your usual avenues, but you know what? Widen up. Support your local library. They're right there. You don't always have to watch, like, you know, the great courses do your taxes. Like What? Like a bunch of the stuff on Hoopla and Canopy is like PBS great courses on like, you know, siding your house.
1: Or you do want to watch those things because that's the life you lead.
0: (laughs) Somebody's real excited about that idea. Anyway, those are on Hoopla. Check those out. Read some comics while you're there. Listen to a fucking Taylor Swift album for three days because that's all you get it for. Yeah. Um, That's all you need it for. It's it's about two and a half days longer than you need a Taylor Swift album for. (laughs) Have at it. That is there, and it is free 99 which is the Geek Down Pod's favorite price point.
1: Oh, yeah. Super excited about that. Super
0: excited. Anyway,
1: Soups App. <laughs> soups App.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah, Soups App. You know what? That what? brings up a good point. If anybody made it to hour two of this podcast, hope you're still here listening. Friends, we're thinking about merch. We are. We are thinking about merch. Likely t shirts. Yep. To start. Um, a nice, another low zero, zero cost investment from your files of the geek down pod. Um, but what would you like to see? Yeah. What what would you buy if it was on a t-shirt representing this podcast? If you want to support this podcast with your body because you're an adult and not a baby.
1: What would you want to wear?
0: What would you want to wear? Do you want a do you want a crew neck? Do you want a t-shirt? Do you want a hoodie? Oh, a hoodie. Do you want a zip up hoodie? Do you want a pull-over hoodie? Yeah, you get ass. God, do we need another survey?
1: We might need I might need to make make a like a survey monkey survey. Come on,
0: come on Miss Super Efficient Organized over there.
1: Very efficient. Very get on. Very it. Nice.
0: Anyway, that's what we're batting around. Do you want something that says Soup's Hap on it? Haven't brought Soup's Hap back in a while.
1: Soup's Hap. I huh? say it all the time at I home. Miss, I missed it. Soup's Hap. Welcome
0: back, Soup's Hap. Welcome back, Soup's Hap. Bye to y'all. Yeah. Time to wrap this sucker up. If you want to get at us about any of the stuff we talked about today, you can do that on our socials, Twitter and Instagram at geekdownpod, email geekdownpod at gmail.com or our Facebook group.
1: Which is at www.facebook.com
0: forward slash geekdownpod. Geek Pod. As well, if you would like to support us financially, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. You can find out all about that stuff there. We hope you will join us next week, friends. We thank you for joining us this week. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: My name is Kate McKinnon. Theme songs by Rob Gasser. And we hope to see you next week.
0: Bye. Two years of doing this show.
1: Yeah. And I always assume you're making fun of me. God. I had a rough childhood, okay. Apparently. It's rough. (laughs) Are you FF?